Welcome to the Flourish Heights podcast, made for women by women. I'm your host, Valerie Adjamine, women's health dietitian and the founder of Flourish Heights. To be empowered in health starts with a true connection with your body. Together, we are breaking through topics surrounding periods, women's nutrition, body awareness, self-care, and much more. Let's flourish and be the best version of ourselves. Hello, hello, ladies. I hope you are all doing wonderful. I am back with another episode, and I'm so happy about today's topic because I know for a fact that it's going to help so many of you. And here's a question for you. Do you switch up your workouts based on the phase of your cycle? I feel like not a lot of people think about it when it comes to, you know, working out. But believe it or not, it can be extremely beneficial to be cycle syncing your workouts because of the hormonal peaks and dips that we experience each month. Yes, so certain exercises may be more effective and have the least amount of discomfort. And honestly, most fitness programs are tailored to a male's hormonal cycle, which obviously is drastically different from the female hormonal cycle. And today I'm in conversation with special guest Barion Berry, who is a menstrual health educator and creator of Optimize Your Flow. She teaches modern women to transform their periods and evolve the way they work so they can optimize the way that they live. I know you're going to enjoy today's episode, so please leave some stars and a rating if you thought it was really helpful. Okay, listen up. Hey, Barry. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast finally. I know we've been scheduling this for a little while now, but I'm so excited about today's topic. Thank you so much for coming. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like this conversation is so well overdue and hopefully everyone walks away with like just tons of information they never knew. Yes. Oh my goodness. This is important stuff and we can't talk about it enough. So let's get right in because you are like the queen of all of this, which is why (laughs) I reached out to you. So thank you once again. So first of all, just tell the listeners about who you are, how you got into this work. Give us everything. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's actually a lot and I hate talking about (laughs) myself if I'm being honest with you. So, um, by trade, I am a board certified integrative health practitioner, but on like Instagram and social media, I love to tell everyone I'm your period loving bestie. Like that's how I want you to interact (laughs) with me because it takes away that kind of like stiffness to the conversation. Right. And I love to open up the floor for discussion all about periods. How did I get started? I was fixing my own problem. I literally was interviewing someone for my podcast. She was just like, yeah, periods aren't supposed to be painful. And I'm like, first of all, like, you're not going to speak past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said, roll, like rewind. And you know, that was 2019. Here we are years later. And I teach women how to really optimize their flow. I love it. You gave us the really short version. I'm already knowing, (laughs) but you call yourself now you're the period loving bestie. Is that, is that what you (laughs) said? I love it. I love it so much. And we can't talk about it enough because there's just a lot of misinformation out there. We all kind of grew up thinking things had to be a certain way. And now I feel like maybe it's this generation. I don't know, but you know, we're having more conversations about, um, these taboo topics, periods, um, all the, yeah, I'm excited to jump right into this topic of today. So let's talk about the phases of the menstrual cycle. What is the role of each? Because a lot of people don't really 
even know <laughs> that there's four phases, you know, of the menstrual cycle. Um, and a lot of people just don't know, you know, about their bodies, how they operate, what happens in each phase, et cetera. And I just think it's good for us women to have a basic general understanding. You don't have to know like the whole feel physiological Mm -hmm. like aspect of it, but just like have a basic understanding. So, you know, like what's happening in your body at certain times. So tell us about that. So I think the first thing you have to do is really understand the menstrual cycle is a blueprint. It literally tells you when you're going to have a lot of energy and when you're going to have a little bit of energy. And when it comes to the phases, you want to know that it really is four phases, but a lot of times people will talk about it in halves, right? Because ovulation is the main event, but we're not going to get into that. We're talking about the phases. (laughs) So the first phase is menstruation. This is literally when you're on your period. Once you're done bleeding, you then get into the second phase of the cycle called the follicular phase, post-period pre-ovulation. During this time, there's a ramp up in your energy, but also an increase in your hormone levels. So at this time, you might notice you want to talk to people more. Like you want to come out of your shell and be like, hey friend, how are you? Right. And then we have the third phase of the cycle ovulation. This is the main event of the menstrual cycle. This happens for 16 to 32 hours max, but this is when the egg literally ruptures out of the ovary and well, the process of ovulation occurs, right? Okay. Then the fourth and final phase of the cycle is called your luteal phase. Now the luteal phase can be the early luteal phase where you're, you still feel the ovulatory energy, high energy. You just want to do the most, but then there's the late luteal phase, which we all know as PMS, or as I like to call it personal mystery solved, right? The worst so with phase. The, I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Cause I feel like for me, my period is like, like menstruation is the worst phase for me. Cause I'm just like, I really don't want to look at you. I don't even want to open an email. Like I just want to be left alone. Right. But during this phase of your cycle, this is when your body is preparing to actually shed that uterine lining. There's actually a decrease in those happy neurotransmitters like serotonin and our endorphins and dopamine. I always tell people, if you feel testy during this phase, it's scientifically okay. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I will hide behind the science on that one. Like there is a dip in your estrogen. So therefore there's a dip in these neurotransmitters and there you go. The four phases. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening would say like that might be their, their worst phase. The PMS phase, like the, you know, the luteal, um, or even yeah, menstruation. Yeah. These two right there. (laughs) Yeah. And I think they get such a bad rep because our energy changes so much mm-hmm. and our mood and everything changes. But once you learn how to live in sync with your cycle, you're golden. Yeah. And so explain why there's such a, a drastic change. Tell us yeah, what's so going on. Our hormones are literally ebbing and flowing. But so when it comes to your menstrual cycle, there's four to five key hormones, but two of which are really important, estrogen and progesterone. So during the first part of your cycle, so when you're on your period and then in that follicular phase into ovulation, right? Your estrogen levels are increasing and estrogen is really good for mood enhancing. But just after ovulation, that estrogen drops. When your estrogen levels drop, 
that means there's this drop in those neurotransmitters. When that happens, there's this mood change and this energy shift, right? But usually we would want to see and experience an uptake of our progesterone because that's how it's supposed to go. Progesterone's supposed to make you happy. It's supposed to make you calm. But most of us are walking around with lower levels of progesterone because our hormones are just so not balanced um, based off of a plethora of things, stress, anxiety, the panoramic happening, like, where do you want to start? <laughs> There's all of these variables that really impact that, that experience you have. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it is wild, but once you learn how to manage that energy, so once you realize, okay, I'm going to have about 14 days of high energy and then maybe 14 days of low energy, you can mirror everything in your life as much as possible around those things. Yeah. It's, it should be a part of your routine and you kind of work your life around it. But how many of us listening, how many, how many of us do actually do that? You know, I'm just curious. And I wish I could like see <laughs> all the listeners and have them take a poll of some sort. No, but um, yeah, it's, it, it's important. And um, that's come, goes back to that, like body literacy piece of things, you know, um, that we'll talk about in another episode. There's this buzzy phase going around called cycle syncing. What exactly is it? I know you've, you've heard it before. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, cycle syncing, I feel like everyone just found out about it. And I'm just like, yo, this is as old as time, going like, quite literally as <laughs> old as late. time, like, but you know, I'm not going to drag it because it is my area of expertise. Right. Mm -hmm. So cycle syncing is really the practice of aligning all aspects of your life with your menstrual cycle. However, the way I like to teach it is it's a process, right? It is like a whole picture thing, as opposed to just one step of your hormonal health journey. It's an entire process where we're looking at fitness, nutrition, wellness, and business because, you know, we're booked and busy these days, paid and productive. So <laughs> you <Amen. know. laughs> that's kind of what cycle syncing is. It's this practice of living in sync and in alignment with your menstrual cycle as the basis of everything you do. Kind of like what we just said, you know, like mm -hmm. that's, that's your, your cycle. It's just so connected well, it's a part of us. Right. But it's like, we can now it, like the more knowledge we have around that, the more we could just, um, like plan things and optimize goes back to your, I just like snapped over here back to your platform, optimizing your flow. The way that came about was being like, wait, my monthly flow can enhance my workflow. Oh, it's over. Like that is how I, I wasn't really like focus on the fitness and nutrition, but mm -hmm. I knew that played a key part. It's just incredible to find out how much our brain changes throughout our menstrual cycle too. So, you know, optimize your flow is evolving your workflow. So you can optimize that life flow at the end of the day. I love this conversation already. <laughs> I just feel like it just makes sense. You know, like you're like, let's flourish. I'm like, let's optimize. We're, yes. we're here. We're, we're here. in sync. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're, oh my gosh. Okay. So is it possible? And you kind of briefly told us, but yeah, is it possible to sync your menstrual cycle? Like tell us a bit more, um, about that. Like let's focus on exercise since that's like the key player in today's conversation. Yeah. So let's talk about exercise a hundred percent. You can marry your exercise with your menstrual cycle. Now, before that's I so get interesting, any, 
Before I give any advice, let me provide context. One, this is coming from someone who was an elite athlete and a collegiate athlete. So I promise it's possible. I was also a certified personal trainer at one point in time in my life before I became what I am now. So mm-hmm. I promise you can do this. And lastly, I'm now a regular person who doesn't use a personal trainer, doesn't live the life of a trainer. I just, you know, move, nourish and thrive from there. But First, if you are working with a personal trainer, reach out to your trainer and say like, hey, how can I utilize this in my cycle syncing? Or how can you train me in sync with my cycle? I think that's just a courtesy we should give to them. The second thing is knowing that during menstruation, all you should be doing is active recovery and rest. Like that's all you need to be doing. Don't try to like, I mean, if you feel like sprinting, which I don't think most people do when they're bleeding, but if you feel like it, like maybe jog instead, do lower intensity active recovery. During your follicular phase, so post-period, but pre-ovulation, this is when you're going to turn up the heat of the workout. This is where you're going to be doing things like maybe spin class or Pilates or boxing. That's one of my favorites. Hiking, jogging, anything that's a little bit more intense. And that's because your hormone levels are on the rise and your testosterone is beginning to rise. Then there is ovulation. During ovulation, this is when the hormones are at their highest. So let's maximize that. Strength, resistance, and power training are phenomenal during this time. Mm -hmm. And then during your luteal phase, we're going to turn down that intensity again, and we're going to go to more active recovery, uh, resistance, and rest training, uh, in my opinion. Now, in your early luteal phase, if you're still feeling like a million bucks and you want to run a marathon, you go Glen Coco. (laughs) But in that late luteal phase, maybe somebody like made you feel some type of way and you were like, I need to hit some things, go box. It totally makes sense. (laughs) That's so funny. No, I like how you, um, explained each, like what exercise fits best with each, um, each phase. And that was really, really helpful. And so this is like just general information or can anybody, um, participate, you know, in these types of exercises for, um, those phases, like for example, you know, people with specific, um, Maybe they have like, you know, health issues or hormone issues. Like, does that still apply? Yes, it a hundred percent still applies. However, one of the things I noticed, so say for instance, someone has PCOS. If you're, Mm -hmm. if you have PCOS, you can still practice training in sync with your cycle, although the cycle is a little bit different. However, what research shows is that doing things that are more steady state, as opposed to those higher intensity things is something you definitely want to keep in mind. So steady state cardio, lower intensity workouts, you can change all of that up throughout the cycle, but maybe not do like the sprinting. Does that answer the question? Yeah, it absolutely does. I want to go back to something that you said, I found very interesting. Um, you mentioned earlier to like, ask, like, let's say you, you have a trainer, you just hired one. Um, maybe it's your first time. Um, but to ask your trainer to sync (laughs) workouts with cycle, let's talk about that because a lot of trainers probably don't even know much about, you know, about that, you know, like, especially let's say, you know, you have a male trainer, um, maybe they're not familiar because that's another topic for another day, but I mean, how do you, um, navigate conversations around that. It depends on the kind of personality you have. Cause like, I'm like fiery. So it's just kind of like, listen, I'm paying you to give me a service. So like hook me up, do your research. But Mm. also I think that 
that's just my approach. Let's say, for instance, you're a more timid person and maybe this is still a very taboo topic for you, right? Mm -hmm. What I would do is first and foremost, say to your trainer, like, Hey, I am actively practicing something called cycle syncing. And I know I've given you my goals. So how can you help me stay in sync with this? How can we execute the goals and vision that you might have for me in terms of my training plan, but also how can you respect this new lifestyle that I'm adapting? Approaching it with that conversation and also, there are tons of people out here who are specialized in cycle syncing workouts. You can literally go on YouTube and there's like PMS flows and different things like that, right? So if it's a male trainer, which I mean, there's tons of them, right? They're open to this conversation. Just you don't make it awkward. Like we make things <laughs> way more awkward than it needs to be. I know. most most male trainers I've experienced have been really open to the conversation. And they're like, wait, you mean to tell me she can put on more muscle during this time than she can during that time. And like, I mean, I've built out training plans for people and they're like, this is so good. And I'm like, you're welcome. So like, it's possible. <laughs> what I do. You just, <laughs> it's a hundred percent possible. You just have to be willing to say, Hey, can you meet me here? I'm showing up. I'm committed. I'm dedicated. Now, can you meet me where I'm at? That's very realistic. Thank you so much for explaining that. Um, definitely something that anybody can do. And if they say no, or they can't like meet you halfway, then, Hey, it's trying to find a new trainer. <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to say I'm coming out of the training what works. Cause I'm not, but you know, there's tons of free resources available right. for people who want to do this as well. And I think that again, if you reach out to the right people, right, you reach out to your trainer and say, Hey, this is my desire. I guarantee you'll be met with that support. And that's at the end of the day, the only thing they can say is no. And then you just get a new trainer. Real yeah, quick. exactly. I love that. Okay. Now we know exercise is good for the body as it supports our overall health, but how is exercising beneficial to support, um, specifically when it comes to like hormone hormones, um, or supporting our hormones. Here is the short and sweet version of it. Essentially what exercise will do is help downregulate the nervous system or decrease your stress. It'll help like really get rid of the extra cortisol that may be in the bloodstream. The reason this is so important is so that it doesn't disrupt this really cool part of our body called the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access. Now I'm not going to get too, too nerdy in this. If you want to know more, you can always come hang out with me. <laughs> Um, but essentially what we want to do is make sure that this specific part of the body is in a healthy state. So it can bring back some balance exercise. Literally. We know exercise, give you endorphins, endorphins, make you happy and happy people don't just don't kill your husband. If you know, you know, girl, yeah, I was not ready legal. for that. Legally blonde, okay. I was okay. not ready for that. <laughs> okay. But it's basically going to help get the cortisol out of the body. Getting the cortisol out of the body will help lower the inflammation and cause less pain in the long run, less disruption in the long run. So that means less irregular periods, no insomnia, hopefully, and just overall a better state and mood at the end of the day. So important to move your body and in a way that's enjoyable. It's, it's just so good for the 
for overall health, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, not to be cliche, but yeah, (laughs) I think we all know this about exercise, but so many times we don't think about it in terms of like, oh, this is going to help balance my hormones or, oh, this is going to get rid of stress and like anxiety and different things like that. And so when you kind of chunk it up into things like that, you're able to be more consistent and still give yourself grace by like saying like, oh, you know what? It's the first day of my period and I don't feel like working out today. So I'm not going to work out today. My hormones don't want to do that. So I'm not doing that. Yeah, no, it's so true. And um, I think now it's, you know, with what's happening in the world, in our, in in the pandemic, (laughs) what did you say earlier? Panorama. Um, so that has kind of, uh, allowed us to be not as active or as mobile. Um, and so I will be honest, like I, you know, yes, I'm a dietitian. Do I exercise all the time? I don't, um, do I know it's good for me? I do. Um, but one thing that has kind of helped me this year, just kind of like, the main reason why I exercise, it's more for just to feel good in my body. It's not like I have a specific goal that I'm trying to reach. It's just like, it just feels good. And that's one of the things that has been helping me to at least, you know, um, lower my stress. It's more of like my self-care. So guys listening, you know, think about way, you know, different things that you can do, um, with exercise. There's so many different ways to move your body. Just find one that's, you know, one that fits, um, for your situation. So Barry, um, there's this pressure to feel like we should be exercising for hours doing hit every day, like all these high intensity workouts. So let's talk, let's briefly chat about over-exercising. Can over-exercising impact your period negatively? hundred percent. A lot of times when you're overtraining, you're also undernourishing which is where you come in to remind us to all eat better and not less. Right. But also this can increase those androgen levels in the body or these, let's say male hormones, when male hormones are higher in the body, it can actually lead to secondary amenorrhea, which is when your period might go missing. So it can lead to longer menstrual cycles being like 45 days in length. The average cycle should be 21 to 35 days in length. And that's it. But when you're over exercise, training like men, instead of in tune with your body, you, I don't want to say like, you're going to experience life like a man, but (laughs) those androgen levels do increase and there is a role for them, but when they're super, super high, then that disrupts your regularity of your cycle. And that's ultimately what we don't want. We want to be as regular and as normal, if you will, as possible. That was a really great explanation. Yeah. I do a lot of talking about, about that, you know, making sure you're staying nourished to support your hormones to make sure you can have a period because I I've worked with people who have actually lost um, their period, um, women of all body sizes. Just want to say that too, because I think at times um, people think, okay, well, you know, I have to look a certain way, usually in a smaller body to have to deal with something like that, but no, it it happens to um, a lot of um, people. And so I'm happy that you, you shared a little bit about that. Um, Okay. So I think a lot of women are just already confused when it comes to the menstrual cycle, um, the phases, the role of each phases, most people don't even really know. So for someone who's fairly new to this, um, where do they start, um, as it relates to, uh, just generally the menstrual cycle, but also exercise. 
The first place to start is with what I like to call one. Okay. So like, this is where you come in. Um, this is where I always tell my people organize your meals. So you're going to help them do this. They already know to come to you. The <laughs> second thing you do is the letter in, which is nurture your adrenals. So we're going to support your body, but also make sure your sleep and your exercise mirrors each phase of your cycle. Again, when you're on your period, low intensity, active recovery, and rest is going to be best post period and ovulation, turn up that intensity. Okay. So we're doing our Pilates, our spin, our like, whatever you want, go, go nuts. Honestly, it's, it's go okay. ham. like your, your, <laughs> your body will support you. It's hundred percent fine. But the moment you notice your PMSing, turn it back down. And then E is execute. I literally call it one because it's an acronym and people always say to me, what's that one thing I can do? And I'm like, it's called habit stacking. Try it, you know? <laughs> so with exercise, the first place to start is really one, making sure your meals are where they need to be. And then number two saying, okay, I know that I should do lower intensity and recovery, and then I can build my muscle and do things. It's like two energy or two weeks of high energy, two weeks of low energy, and just have your workouts mirror that. Such great gems. Thank you for that. Very You're practical. Welcome. Very, very practical. You know, I had to realize that cycle syncing is really kind of a monster if you are not in this world. So I was like, mm -hmm. how, how can we make it a little bit more tangible yeah. and approachable? Yes. It's, it can get very confusing and you, I just love how you explain it so well and it's so easy to digest. I love it. So thank you for that. So Miss Barry, what are some last words you want to share with our listeners? Wow. Okay. So I think the main thing I want everyone to know is like your period is normal, your pain, your discomfort, none of that should be. While it may be common, please don't let pain become your norm. I know we have been taught this and it's literally just generally accepted. No. Pain is not normal, that end. And the second thing is your body loves you unconditionally. So if you do one thing for yourself every day, make sure it's supporting your body because like it's literally the only body you have. It's kind of morbid, but like your body loves you. So like look at any, uh, let's say fatigue or cramping or bloating as a sign from your body that it might need some extra TLC. and. That's all I got. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for that. Um, this is a question I ask all of our guests on the Flourish Heights podcast. And that is, how do you flourish? The flow. So I know I have been waiting to like figure out what answer I was going to give you because <laughs> I know you ask this question and I'm like, I don't know how I do it, but I think it's really aligning all aspects of my life with my cycle. I believe that flow is a state of mind. It is something our body naturally does. And it's a way for us to live our life if we so choose. So the way that I flourish is through flow. <sighs> there you go, guys. That's Miss Barry. And I'll link all her information in the show notes. So you do have to keep up with her because she is doing some amazing things, guys. And you'll definitely want to get in on that. Thank you so much, Barry, for coming on. Thank you for having me.
If you enjoyed today's episode on syncing your workouts with your cycle, please leave a rating and review. Share with all your girlfriends, okay? (laughs) All right, thanks again for tuning in. It's always appreciated. And until next time, ladies, keep flourishing. Thank you.